You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Beit Shemesh, Israel, 5784-2024. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Truma, and we have the beginning of the construction of the Mishkan, of the Tabernacle. We talk about what we're looking forward to, the Beis HaMikdosh, the Temple. This was the precursor of that. And the Pasuk starts off by telling us, V'ikuli Truma, that there's an obligation to bring to Hashem, to take to Hashem a truma, a donation. And I'd like to read to you a piece in the Medrash here, and also another piece in the Medrash, by the Psukim, by the Aran HaKadosh, by the Holy Ark. First, let's see the Medrash here. The Medrash starts off darshaning the words, and as the Eitzhah explains, it understands that there's something, let's read it inside actually. You should take an example for that which I have in heaven. When we create the Mishkan, and we're going to see this in detail, in depth, when we are to create the Mishkan, it's supposed to parallel that which Hashem has in heaven. There's supposed to be the the creation that we have is supposed to be the same as that which we have in Shemayim. The Mishkan, the tabernacle, represents Hashem's physical abode, the place where God, as it were, dwells. It's His throne room, we could say. It's His palace. And it corresponds to, in every way, the way that Hashem's heavenly throne looks, whatever we find in Shemaim, whatever we find in the heavens, we're supposed to create a parallel for that on the earth. Pasik says, To you, Hashem, is the greatness, is the power. The Pasik says, All that is in heaven and in earth. He darshans as follows. Everything that Hashem created above, Hashem created below. Everything that we find in the heavenly abode, we also find in the physical abode, as it were, of Hashem. Now we're going to describe this at length, and the reason I want to read the entire thing is because it's so beautiful. It's so awesome. You know, it reminds me of a story my Rosh Hashiva tells about a particular individual who said to, to my Rosh Hashiva, you should be healthy and well. A particular person said, why, do we, why does God need so much praises? Why, is, why do we have to say so many things about how great God is? I'm saying, why is it necessary? And my Rosh Hashiva explained to him, you don't understand who God is. God created the entire universe 13.8 billion light years across. We are ants. We're not even ants. We're nothing. We're so small. We're so insignificant. God created the entire ecosystem. He created all of the, the foundations of the world. Incredible, uh, incredible amount of, of, uh, complexity. That's the word I'm looking for. And we need to know before whom we stand. We need to have a recognition of, of, of the greatness of Hashem. Um, I would say it 
this is Ari Goldwag talking, I would say that uh, it's not for him. He doesn't need our praises, but it's for us to understand with whom we are dealing. But let's get a little bit of a taste of what the heavenly court looks like, what the heavenly abode looks like, and we'll start to understand the the what we're missing, what the Mishkan represented, what the tabernacle represented, what the Beis Hamikdash is supposed to be. Gives us a taste of God's greatness, of the of the awesomeness of Hashem's presence. Pasik says that there's an abode. The word zvul, it's hard to translate exactly, but it refers to the abode, the place where God, as it were, is present. Arafel, and there's a darkness there. In God's space, as it were, in the place where God is, where a person experiences God, that's how I would say even better, there's a certain darkness, which I would say denotes the fact that we can't understand God. We can't understand the depth of the greatness of the creator of the entire universe, of the planets, of the stars, of the galaxies, of the, of the, of the black holes and the, the Milky Way, everything, the Andromeda, etc., everything that's going on in the universe, God is the creator of all that. He's much, he's beyond, he transcends it. So there's a darkness that's there. And Moshe walked into that darkness, which we could call humility, recognizing that we're nothing compared to God. Lamatan, in regards to the Beis Hamikdash, the Torah tells us in uh, in Malachim Aleph. Chapter eight, verse twelve. King Solomon refers to the to the house, which is an abode for God. Same words, vul, and he talks about the darkness that God wants to dwell in the darkness. The base of English, the Mishkan, the the Kaidish, the holiest area was a dark place, physically dark. It represents the mystery. The mystery. Lamalon Srafim Aim de Mimaloi. Tara tells us in Isaiah chapter six verse two that there are Srafim, fiery angels, which stand Aimdim Mimaloi. They stand above Lamatan Atse Shitim Aimdim. And what do we find in regards to the Mishkan the tabernacle? It tells us that there are that there are um Pieces of wood, uh, cedar wood, that stand. Okay? You have to know what these ideas represent. What is the idea of standing? Reminds me of something that my Rosh Hashiva said, that he had been walking on a on the boardwalk in in, uh, in Farakaway, and he saw a group of Arabs, that they were lying down, and they were praying in a, in a uh, bowing position, completely on the ground. And he took note of the fact that the way that we daven, we is called Amida, we stand before God. We stand before God. Our relationship with Hashem, it's not a, of course, we are completely subservient to Hashem. Of course, we are His, we are His servants. We are, we strive to serve Him properly. But we don't, we don't, we are still human beings. We stand up straight. We stand, stand up tall. It's a relationship. That could be, Represented by the fact that the angels surround him are standing, the the structure is described as standing. 
We find that there are cherubs, it's another kind of angel, childlike faces, childlike innocence. God is surrounded by these, He sits on the angels who have the childlike faces. We find that in the Mishkan of the Tabernacle, there's, there were these cherubs that were on the, the cover of the, of the ark. Of course, the ark represents the Torah. It's the place where the Torah is kept. It's the place where it's in the Holy of Holies. It's about our relationship with Hashem. It's about the, the commands of Hashem that God gives us in order to have a relationship with Him. And there's a childlike innocence in that relationship. Lamalon, it says in Yechezkel chapter 1 verse 20, that there are another kind of angel. Right? It's interesting, we have these different levels of angels. We have angels that are standing there. We have different kind of angels that are that are that Hashem sits on as it were they're like his throne we have angels that move it's it's called a Maisa Merkava right there's a Merkava as it were the chariot God comes down in a chariot into the world or he rides upon us upon the tzaddikim the righteous he rides he manifests in the world through our actions so the Oifanim, they carry, these are a kind of angel called an Ofan, which means a wheel, they carry. We find, in regards to the, to the Beis HaMikdash, speaks of Ofanim as well, which correspond, this, 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 these angelic beings that are called wheels. Right again, we have, we're standing, we're upright, we're childlike in our approach to our relationship with Hashem. Children just believe, they trust their parents, we trust Hashem. And we are the ones who carry, as it were, the message of God, the the manifestation of Hashem in the world. Okay, find it elsewhere also, this word, Ofan. In God's heavenly abode, God is there in the in the holy, the holy uh, throne area. It's a place where He manifests. The 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 malachim, or the word is malche. He the Eitzes says the Hainu Michal veGavriel Shem Gedoy Tzva Malachim. Right, the greatest of the angels is is Michal and Gavriel, who we we know protect us and and take care of us when we go to sleep at night. We we mention them. They surround. There they are. And also in regards to the base of English, we find that there are hosts. Hosts is a reference to the armies we spoke about. Last week we spoke about how every time we do a mitzvah, we create an army, or we call the army of Hashem to us. Right? It's a parallel idea to what we're speaking about here. In the heavens we find, and of course, this is an important uh, point here, that that in Bratius, when we speak about the creation of the world, it refers to certain things that are actually a reference to spiritual things, not per se physical things. It speaks about 
the firmament that's in the midst of the water. We find that there are separations. We have a curtain which separates between the Kodesh and the Kodesh HaKadosh and the Holy and the Holy of Holies. There are designations, there's places of greater holiness, and that's true in the spiritual realms, and it's true in the physical realm. In the heavenly realm, there's a throne of Hashem. The Beis Hamikdash, the temple, is referred to as the throne of God. And of course, a throne is a place where the king sits in order to reign upon his people, to, to enact decrees, to hear about what the people need. Hashem interacts with us. From a heavenly place, He interacts with us. And in the physical realm, He interacts with us. Through the Beis Hamikdash. Understand what we're missing. Understand what we're, we're waiting for. Eov says, is there a number to the amount of, of uh, army encampments? Hashem has an army that surrounds him and takes, so to speak, it's, it's more like an honor guard than, than anything. We find also in the base Hamikdash, there were Sari Gedudim, which I think refers to the Mishmaris, the, the Levim, the Levites. They would, there would be guards, also an honor guard around the base of Migdash in the temple. We find the Pasuk says, count the stars. Very interesting. You are like the stars of the heaven. So this is the most interesting to me so far because we're talking about the Beis Hamikdash, we're talking about God's heavenly abode, and we're, we're referring to the Jewish people, the stars in the heavens, and we're referring to the Jewish people as those stars. What's the idea? Of course, the idea is that the stars are an aspect of the light that Hashem brings into the world. They're, they're points of light. Each one is important. Chazal tells us Hashem. The pasuk says Hashem counts the stars, which means that he. He gives significance to each and every star, each, each individual, as it reflects itself in the Jewish people being called stars, each individual has a special way of serving Hashem and reflects Hashem's light. Every single star is important. Every one of us, our individual purpose in life is significant, important, essential. And that's part of what the Mishkan is. And that's part of what the Beis Hamikdash is. It's a place where we serve Hashem. It's the place where our service of God is recognized. Right? I would say it that in the base of English, a person would sometimes experience Ruach HaKadosh, have a divine understanding for the first time. Yonah Navi, for the first time he had his prophecy, was in the base of English. They would meditate on the Keruvim, the, the sound of God's voice spoke from between the Keruvim, between the cherubs. It's, this, it's all here who we are, who the Jewish people are, each individual within the Jewish people. Before I keep reading, and it's reflected, who we are as individuals, we are the stars that reflect Hashem's light, and there are stars above, which represents that in the heavenly spheres, in the Beis HaMikdash so to speak, the temple which is above, there's also lights that are coming out that are our lights 
that are each of our individual lights. It's we are rooted there. That's what it seems to be saying. In Yechezkel, in Ezekiel, when he describes what's going on in heaven, so he speaks about the angel who is wearing badim. It's a certain kind of clothing, which, if you look in the Pasuk by David HaMelech, when he's, he's dancing in front of the Aron, when the Aron Bris Hashem returns to its rightful place, so he was wearing a bad. He was wearing a, a faux bad, which unfortunately explain that those who are spiritual, those who are misbited, they go off on their own and they focus on spirituality. They wear this special kind of clothing. And it's a spiritual clothing and it represents the person's humility. The angels in heaven wear spiritual clothes that represent their humility. And we below, the Kohanim, the priests wear a special bad. They wear a special cloth, clothing that's made out of pishton, um, uh, made out of uh, linen, which represents humility, comes from the ground, comes from the earth. The way to access, the way to have a relationship with Hashem, the way to serve Hashem properly is through humility, as we spoke about last week. Lamalon choinem al Hashem. Above, there's an encampment of angels of God. And referring to the tzaddikim, the righteous, and perhaps the kohanim, the priests, they're referred to as angels. We, the human being, at our highest level, when we are serving Hashem properly, when we are striving to grow in our service of God, we are called angels. In, ref- in reference, in Yeshaya and Isaiah chapter 6, verse 6, it refers to a Mizbech, an altar in heaven. And of course, we have a Mizbech, an altar as well. We here in, in our base, Hamigdash Shalmata, in our temple, where we bring our offerings, where we sacrifice the animals that we purchase with our money. We give up something of ourselves, something significant of ourselves, in order to draw ourselves closer to Hashem. It speaks of the of the heavenly tent, the heavenly tent, which is spread out, and we too have a tent. It's called the the Mishkan, the Beis It's called a tent. It's called a sukkah. Also, it's called a a uh, an impermanent dwelling place. There are there are curtains that Hashem has in the heavens, and there are curtains which we are to use to surround the area of the tabernacle. Pasik says, interestingly, in contrast to what we said at the beginning, where there's darkness in the place of Hashem, the Pasik also refers to the light that's there. Because it's a darkness. Of course, for us, as we come into the mystery and we realize that we don't understand Hashem, God is beyond anything that we can comprehend. But at the same time, there's a light. There's a spiritual light that's that's coming out in the greatest force from the Mishkan of Hashem, the, the tabernacle in heaven. And we have that same light, which is reflected in the menorah, which we light. We bring God's light into the world once again. 
Now the Medrash finishes off with something amazing, and it's going to lead us into the second part of what I want to read, which is much shorter. Not only that, so when we look at all of these parallels, we say, okay, there's a there's a tabernacle in heaven, so to speak. There's a mish a base hamigdash, a temple in heaven, and we have a temple on earth. Which is greater? Which is stronger? Which is more beloved to Hashem? Says the Medrash, the the base hamigdash here in this world is much more beloved. Or uh, it doesn't say much more. It is be, it's more beloved to Hashem than the one above. Why? Simply, we're the ones creating it. The one in, in in heaven is perhaps the potential of it, but until it comes down and manifests in the world, it's not real. It hasn't been created by human beings. We know that Hashem left His heavenly abode above in order to come down. Into his heavenly, into his physical abode below. The pasuk tells us an amazing thing: when you create a mikdash, when you create a place for my divine presence to exist, to to manifest, I will come and I will manifest there. That's the beauty of the pasuk, the depth of the verse that says that. All that is in heaven is in earth. Meaning, really, where does it belong? It comes down from heaven. It's contained in heaven. And through our actions, through our creation of an abode for Hashem, God comes down into the, into the earth. God comes, comes down to the place where He really wants to be, so to speak, through us. I'm really aggressively as of Hashem finishes off by saying, that all the gold and the silver is mine, God says. Which really means that in the base of Mikdash, the Kalim, all of the vessels, were gold and silver. This is really an interesting point. All of the Kalim, you know, until now we were talking about spiritual things, we were talking about angels, we have been talking about thrones, we have been talking about very high things, ideas, concepts. Gold and silver are very human they represent value, they represent money, they represent the things that the human being considers important. And when Hashem says, in a certain way Hashem is saying, if you direct what you think is important to me, that's how you're using it properly. When we use our possessions, when we use our wherewithal, we serve God with all of our abundance, that's the tr- true and proper use of our of our abilities, our talents, our our wherewithal, and Hashem manifests there. Liya kesev liyazov becomes this. It becomes spiritual as well. Last point: Medrash, two pieces later, we're in Parshal Lamedalid. We just read from the first section in Lamedalid. Now we're going to read. No, I'm sorry. We read from the first section in Lamed Gimel. Or the third section in Lamed... Sorry, <laughs> let's get this right. The fourth section of Lamed Gimel. Now we're in the third section. You shall make a box to put the Torah in. Through this, somehow, it manifests the Mikdash, the Temple. Shem says, you are my sheep, and I'm your shepherd. 
When we create a place for God's abode, what's the main thing in the temple? It's the it's the relationship. It's the box in the middle. It's the 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 box of the cherubs on it, which has the the directives through which we create a relationship with God. We become His sheep. He becomes our shepherd. You are the human being. You are my. You are the true human being. The pasuk says, "God is our shepherd." Make a a place where I can come and I can lead you. I can lead my sheep. I can lead my flock. This should sound familiar because we use this language on, on Yom Kippur, the day of Hashem's love when He forgives us. Also Rosh Hashanah. I am the guardian of the vineyard. Create a place where the one who's the guard can guard over his vineyard. Create this base Hamikdash. Create this tabernacle. You are my children. I am your father. Pasuk says explicitly, you are the children of Hashem. God is your father. It's an honor for the children when they come to visit their parents. It's an honor for the father when he comes to visit his children. God wants to manifest around us. God wants to be our shepherd. God wants to be our protector. God wants to be wants to act as our father. When we have a Shi'ifa, right, especially in light of, you know, the stories we're hearing coming out of Gaza, the soldiers who see that on every single house and every single hospital and every single location they have a picture of the golden dome, which is not even holy. It's not even a, considered a mosque in, in Islam. It's just it's just our Makam Amikdash and they call it Bet Amikdash, Bet Amikdash. Al-Quds means Makam Akadosh, the, the holy place. The place that they call holy is really our place. We are the true children of Hashem. That is the place which expresses the fact that God is our Father, that God chose us. When we want to create that place, when we have the she'ifa, the desire, the recognition of where we belong, Eretz Yisrael is the land we belong. Based on English, we should be building, we should be striving to build that temple. That's what this is all about. It's about our relationship with Hashem. And when we do that, when we have that in mind, when we are trying to have that in mind, when we are trying to build that mikdash, when we are trying to build that relationship, when we are trying to create a world down here which is parallel to the world above, when we are trying to shine the light of Hashem, we are trying to be a vehicle for God's light into the world. We're headed in the right direction. I want to bless you, and I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. that we should indeed have these feelings, have this desire, have this she'ifa for this incredible manifestation of Hashem. Angels, fiery angels, all kinds of different angels, and we are the angels. Hashem should help us to want it, to want to be the sheep that follow God, our shepherd, to, to want to be the vineyard that God is protecting, to want to be in this place called Eretz Yisrael, to want to be the children to whom Hashem is the Father. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.